It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Watcher, it's the Luke and Pete Show, episode one. Five, three. That seems like a lot. Yeah. What a body of knowledge. We hear from people all the time who sort of get What a body of knowledge from other people. Yeah, exactly. So little work we have to do. We just say what we've done this week. We read out some emails. What more do you want? What more can we give you, you, really? Exactly. We're more of a conduit, aren't we, for other people's stories. Monday, Monday, Yeah, exactly. Monday 24th of March. A beautiful day outside today, isn't it? It's lovely. I I bought myself some... um, It's quite risky to buy um, prescription sunglasses online, but to knock off 20 quid off the... um, the Vision Express price, I thought I'll I'll get some online. Yeah. Because now I've got my prescription. Yeah. Because uh, my eyesight, as discussed, has gotten better. That's good. Inexplicably. Yeah. Um, you like uh, Benjamin Button. Yeah. I'm re I'm regenerating uh, like Wolverine, and uh, so I bought them online, and so I'm wear- been wearing them today. Do you know yeah. how? Um. Uh, so they're not new glasses, are they? They're not new frames. No. Yes. No. So. Sunglasses. I might. Oh, I might so, sorry, the, you did say sunglasses. I might get into those ones that change. Like, as, as, as it gets sunnier. What are they called? Those Verifocus. Not very focused. I think they're. Oh, I can't remember now. Very Foggles are the ones that are like short-sighted at the top and long-sighted at the bottom. Oh, okay. Aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, you know spring has sprung because my dad called me excitedly yesterday mm. saying, the tortoise has come out again. The tortoise is out. Has he got a tortoise just in his... My parents have got a tortoise in the garden, yeah. Ah, uh, what Did they buy it or was it just there? My dad ended up buying it about five, six years ago. All right, okay. Uh, but now, obviously, they, I don't think they hibernate for the first few years. But he started to hibernate now, oh. and um, he came out, which obviously means that really he's decided that spring, nature has decided that spring is on the way. So that spring has sprung. S- do they, when when people say that bears and animals hibernate, do, they don't sleep for that amount of time, do they? They just kind of go down. No, like, they do. They they reduce their heart rate right down, mm, and they and they don't move. They just they just they're, they in, sort of, they're almost in stasis. That's so cool. Yeah, I wish I could do that. So there's been there's been reports. So the tortoise that emerged yesterday in my parents' garden. Um, it's obviously covered in mud and leaves and because mm. they're almost essentially underground. But there's been talk that um, that um, I don't know if it's actually been observed, but I think there's been evidence observed of bears actually giving birth while in hibernation. Which <laughs> really? Is like, which is like crazy. I know. I think I've said before. I know they pat their bums with um, with mud. Do they? So that they don't poop. Is that right? Yeah. Weird kind of thing. To, weird. Very strange. Just, uh, evolution, man. Incredible. Yeah. In bloody credible. So, so according to. I've just got it up here, Science Daily. Uh, the heart rates of pregnant bears, which give birth during the winter months, increase as the pregnancy progresses, but return to hibernation levels after the cubs are born. 
<laughs> do they have to look after it? If they're still hibernating, do they still... Presumably they would move around a little bit. They'd wake up and give birth and look after the baby. I how it works, stuff. to be honest. I mean, people should get in touch. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com. If you're an expert in hibernation, perhaps you've just come out of hibernation yourself. Any parent who's in bed who gets woken up by... Like, they're asleep and their kids walk... Like, just woken up. Yeah. You can't get them straight back down. No. So, like, their kids just come out going, right, I'm out in the world, I want to do stuff. And he's like... Couple of my months. If you're a parent who, who would like to have given birth in a hibernation period, <laughs> get in touch. I remember um, reading about uh, Lily Allen. She was sort of talking about her. Um, Does she hibernate? Well, she was talking about um, she's uh, taking Valium and stuff, and she used to um, to lose weight. Uh, she obviously had um, you know situation there, but she was she basically to lose weight. She um, thought about, or maybe did um, take lots of Valium just to send herself down for a few days. Lose what? a load of weight because you just because if you're sleeping, you're not eating, are you? That's dangerous. That is dangerous. But um, I did think at the time that's a bloody good idea. <laughs> that's how my brain works. Going, she thought about that. That's kind good. Of, that it's kind of similar to what you do on planes. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when the plane flight's finished, still... you're like, oh, I missed the I missed the meal. I'm annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I might have made this up, but due to Valium, did you not once miss a train stop when we were on tour once? You no, went, you went into a different carriage and bedded down. You wouldn't sit with us. No, I'm just knackered. I like it spread out. Yeah. If there's, I if feel there's like you missed the stop, though. Nah. No? I woke okay. up and somebody was shouting at me. <laughs> it doesn't, that happens quite a lot, to be Okay, honest. fair enough. Get up, sir. You shouldn't be here, sir. No. This is the Civic Centre, sir. <laughs> those, <laughs> those, uh, those homeless spikes are there for a reason, sir. <laughs> shouldn't joke about homeless spikes. It's sickening. Um, what, a, what a busy weekend in the, in the world of news as well, by the way. It's been all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy going on. I went on, the, on. I went on the march briefly. Oh, did you? Got, got a pret and did a couple of laps. Yeah, do your bit. I said, um, I'll do put, my bit, but I want expenses. I put me, uh, I put me, head, put me, um, uh, noise cancelling headphones on and listen to a podcast because, to be quite frank, it's the whistling. Yeah, you it's don't people like it. with whistles. I can't. It's if you want to shout, shout. If you want to play a drum, but whistles are just too shrill and annoying. Yeah, even at a protest, yeah. <laughs> I'd find them incredibly. Um, quick carnival, to- fine. Protest, no. Quick call to the accountant to see which exactly of it is tax deductible and what isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, it was actually quite. Uh, I felt quite good about uh, the future. <laughs> it really did make me feel a lot better about things because yeah. the people that I would. Um, How many pinkos were there? Say again. How many pinkos? How many lefty pinkos? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of it, it. It made me sort of feel good about the future, just simply because um, a lot of the people who were on the march, I would stereotypically kind of brand as looking a bit gammon, as looking a bit cagoule and old, older white men and older white women. Right. Um, but it turns out that uh, you know none of them got coming coming to London. So, if, 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 um, far bit for me to get political on this show, and I, I know people don't <laughs> listen to us for that, so I won't. But just I'll, I'll finish this particular bit with a quick question to you, Pete. Um, can you confirm which was the bigger march? The leave means leave march or the the people, the remain march? It's it's hard to tell at this point, I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to tell yeah. until everyone's been counted. Remembering, yeah. of course, there was only some key uh, leave um, Brexiteers uh, who were joining the march and it was very much, it wasn't a mass march. It was a, no. it was an indication it was of a, things to come. It, it was a, it was a shot across the bowels of what it was. It, it was unpopular. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest. Let's be frank. I mean, that. they didn't get the weather. To be fair, no, they we didn't did, get the weather. We did get the weather. That. Listen, as a native of the northeast yourself, but you know how harsh and cruel it can be up there weather wise. It looked. So. It looked. Your incredible. dad once walked from Darlington to Sunderland. <laughs> Darlington to see him, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walked. To, what to prove a point to his mum was it? Yeah, I think his mum shouted at him, saying, "I'm going to walk home." Yeah, and that's a good five hours. Yeah, 
You've done well there. <laughs> when you told me about that, I remember being at home and I looked it up on Google Maps. I thought, okay, it's probably a couple of hours. How old was he at the time? Young. Uh, young, quite young. Yeah, five hours yeah. it was. Yeah, well, back then you could leave your doors open. You wouldn't get kidnapped or, not, or nothing. Back, back then, leaving your doors open doesn't mean you can transport yourself five hours any quicker, does it? The time <laughs> no, is, but it was yeah. safe. Kids could just walk from town to town. I watched the first episode <laughs> have, of that. They have I, shoes on. I watched the first that um, Maddie documentary last night. And oh, I'm I've like, seen that now. And everyone's like, have you, I'm like... Why am I watching this? Yeah. I watched this when it was on. You know what I mean? I watched everyone accuse Robert Murat of shit. Yeah. I've already seen the first two, but I'm just like, oh, God, yeah. Do you know uh, what it is? Did I talk about it last week? No, I don't think we did. What I would... I, I think I did, so oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it again very much, but I, th- I feel that, as I said at the time, I think, or at least I said it to someone at the time, if you're interested in a really good, comprehensive look at what actually happened mm. it's brilliant right um it's really well made i don't see how people can say it's not well made it's fantastic because yeah. i've seen a lot of the criticism saying oh this is the this is the jump in the shark of the true crime sort of documentary Netflix. only because you're so familiar with it you know yeah, what i mean but i wasn't really I, I don't feel like i knew this no. case that well so for me it was very interesting but in terms of new leads and and new theories it's not really much there no well that's what i thought that's what i i, I, I mean i already know how this ends like nobody's found dead nobody knows where she is and um but it was interesting to see how just people thinking a man's a bit creepy or, or a bit invested. Um, yeah. Saw Robert Murat um, accused of of this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fascinating. I, I agree. fascinating. Just, just off a Daily Mail journal, sort of going, don't like the look at him. Who's yeah. this guy? Who's this guy? And, and then, and his life's ruined forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he eventually got substantial damages from some of the newspapers. For, it would, whatever it was, it probably wouldn't have been. I'll tell, tell you something now. Some of the misreporting, I mean, we have to be conscious of this in the, in the work we do, but mm. when I watched the episode released, which talked about uh, the damages mm. and the reasons why he received the damages, I mean, it's dictionary definition of libel stuff. I cannot mm. believe in the cold light of day looking back on it that people signed off on those stories. It's absolutely incredible, really. You, when you think about how careful we, we, we find ourselves and the conversations we have to have, I mean, yeah. they're just running roughshod over the whole thing. But, um, but I, I think I think they just sort of like it's such a big um, with such big organs. I don't know who he won damages off, but I imagine it was a just fair the way few my tabloid. trousers are hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it was a fair few tabloid uh, newspapers. But like they've got such scale, they've got such money. It's almost worth being dickheads because yeah. the amount of damages they'll eventually have to pay out is probably less than it's you not, know. It's not punitive they, enough. I no. agree. Um, I went to go and see us over the weekend. Jordan Peele's new movie. Nice. Very good. Good? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen Get Out? Yes, I've seen Get Out. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. I think it had more... He's in it himself, isn't it? So the, the thing that gets me is like where, where, where it's sort of reported, um, the contortions that popular media have to make to not say the word horror movie. Like, obviously, John Peel's going to be going on to do um, the Twilight Zone and stuff, and this sounds quite Twilight Zone-y. But yeah. like... People will contort themselves into so many different sort of positions not to say the word, this is a horror film, go and see it, because horror film isn't seen as being, uh, you know, it's a, it's a dark thriller, or it's a blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just say it's a horror film, like, yeah. and it's a bloody good one, and you should go and see but, it. It might reignite something. Like, it you know might reignite think, the horror I, I, genre again. Do you think that's because people who have their films typified as horror movies don't win awards? Yeah. and I'll, uh, yeah, and It's the same with comedy to yeah. an extent as well. Yeah, massively. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was excellent. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a film reviewer or a film expert, and so I probably don't have the dexterity to discuss it without giving it away and giving the plot away. And I won't. So I won't do that. Uh, I'll just say it's fantastic. Lupita Nyong'o is is so good. And I know she's mm. a brilliant actor, but she's she's brilliant in it. Mm. And because of the way the nature of the film sort of progresses, I hope this isn't a spoiler. I don't think it is because I think you'll see from the trailer they have to play a variety of different characters. Mm. So um, it's. 
it's just brilliant. It's it's really really very very good. It's a mm. really original idea as well, and it's and it's clearly it's almost got a bit of a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde kind of vibe about it. It's got a um, a very psychological edge to it. Some of the imagery. I'll tell you what, Jordan Peele's excellent at is you know if you think that he's only made. I know he I know he helped. I know he collaborated on Black Clansman. I've not seen that, but his two main features are Get Out and Us, right? Mm. And they've only been out between them a couple of years, really. They all already seem the the imagery already seems iconic, mm. and in Get Out, you know, the, the, remember the the stirring of the the marg and the, and the picture of the the main protagonist whose name I forget, looking just terrified mm. in that seat. That's an iconic image. The image of um, of Lupita Nyong'o with the scissors mm. and the glove in the red overalls. I predict that will be an iconic image for years to come as well. It's a fantastic movie. You should definitely check it out. It's very, very good. I, it's fucking terrifying as well. well obviously, him him cutting his teeth in uh, Key and Peele, you could tell. Uh, I was going to ask he, you about he, that because you were on that wagon for a while, Key and Peele, before Long of Us. Like one of the best, like it's up there, top five. I've um, never seen sketch, any of it. Sketch shows. But it, it played with such like, uh, from what I've heard about this this new film, um, a lot of like the scenes, um, I think Joe, Joe on the IGN podcast was talking about, he's sort of saying that they, the um, the way that some of the genuinely scary stuff that looks like scary stuff in the trailer is actually parts of the film that are played for for laughs, you know, it's it's yeah, like a, yeah. so it's like a mixture of, of of comedy and and to bring that through and to have the confidence to sort of uh, make it funny because horror movies can yes. be a bit one note. Oh yeah, for and sure. To have, and have that light and shed, it only just accentuates. I completely agree. It accentuates the relief and the comedy and the humor, and it accentuates the horror when the horror starts happening. And, and it's uh, and he they mixed that so well in Key and Peele. It was so. So good. If you've never gone back and watched, like, just, I, it, they're so snackable on YouTube. There's some lovely, really fun, light moments mm. in Us as well, which mm. which plays into that perfectly. Mm. And I think my biggest criticism of, like I said, I'm not a film expert. I do enjoy watching movies, but my biggest criticism of, of horror, and, and, and I'll I take your point about things being described as horror or not. Let's just say for the purposes of this point, this is a horror movie. My biggest criticism of horror over the last however many years it's just that they appear to be a load of like quite shocking scenes, almost like violent mm. porn or torture porn, just, no. just stitched together. Mm. And there's no real, there's nothing really to make you care about the characters. And ultimately, that's part of the jeopardy of a horror movie, right? You want to care about the characters. If you don't, you don't really get the experience. And I think what Peel does really well is he just makes it so human and so like mm. relatable. And I, I, I found it really, really good. I, I'd recommend it heartily. I thought it was fantastic. The scariest parts of anyone's life is when you think you're safe and things just start peeling away until you're like, to excuse the phrase, but keep peeling away yeah. until you're like, oh, I don't know at what point I'm supposed to flip out. Get Out was very much like that, where it was like, things are starting to get really eerie, get the keys, get the keys. Yeah. And then she basically says, I'm sorry, whatever his yeah. name is, and, yeah. it, and and your whole world just sinks. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm in big fucking trouble, trouble now, now. Yeah, and yeah. I should have said something earlier. Yeah. And it's a very British thing of going, should I flip out now? Should I flip out now? Yeah. Everything's yeah, fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Oh, fuck, I'm fucked. It's too late. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, just it's yeah. just too late to do anything. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, the, the, the element of, the, of this movie is that, um, of, of the feeling of being hunted down. Mm. And in many ways, you know when, I can't remember which philosopher, probably Dolly Parton, Pete, said, <laughs> uh, said that, um, that you know the anticipation of doing something is in a lot of ways more enjoyable than the act itself. Mm. It's in horror. It's almost a bit like the anticipation of what's about to happen is is the worst bit, and if it mm. ramps up and ramps up and ramps up for ages, like half an hour, forty minutes, 
you know, it's almost like that's the most enjoyable part. Yeah. And um, anyway, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I, I, dro- I dropped that. my phone watching A Quiet Place. That's how uh, tense I was. Oh, I haven't seen that. I was just is very much recommend. It. I just saw tense. And again, horror doesn't have to be just schlock. It doesn't have to be you know no. blood and guts. No. The eeriness and the not even just being you know something the inevitability of something happening and being unable to prevent it is just ugh. Yeah, like your own aging. Yeah. Yeah. Grey yeah. beard hairs. Yeah. That's nothing wrong with great beard heads, mate. Gallstones. Gallstones, yeah. Well, that's, we'll, yeah. All, we'll all get them eventually. Uh, should we take a little break and think about our own mortality? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Huh? How the f*** is it called EasyJet then? If you want to make a point. Shut up, man. Move from your All right, you won't be flying. Forget it. I won't be flying. I wasn't flying in the first place. That is from my collection of angry airport people. It's a particular interest of yours. I do. I wouldn't agree. I was as good a fly anyway. Oh yeah, I wouldn't, that's the thing. I wouldn't agree with. I wouldn't agree with um, with the aggression. But I love that takeaway. We're taking that away from you. So now you're not flying. Yeah, but I wasn't. That's flying. why I'm angry. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm angry. So I remember going for dinner with my dad once. We went for a walk, uh, and then we stopped somewhere. It wasn't dinner. It was lunch, and we popped in like a, uh, a decent cafe and ordered some food. And my dad just didn't turn up. So mm. I, I ate mine. My dad was like, this is getting ridiculous. Just go somewhere else and I'll grab something on the way home and we'll walk back. 
All right, fine. So we get up, and the, and my dad sort of complains, which is sort of fair enough. Yeah. And, and the woman, the, the 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 restaurant manager, sort of goes, "Oh, it's all right. I won't charge you for that." So <laughs> my, my dad literally went, "I haven't fucking had anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you, what you, charge me for what?" <laughs> I wasn't even that angry until he'd said that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, fantastic. Yeah, okay. um, now is the part <laughs> of the show where we traditionally do emails. Although, having said that, we don't traditionally spend ten minutes talking about a movie. But that's the beauty of this show. Pete can go anywhere. I've got an idea for a movie, and it goes like this. <laughs> what you've written down there is unacceptable. <laughs> um, it's hello at Luke and Pete. Should have got to, uh, com to get in touch about any of the subjects we've talked about over the mis- most recent weeks, or indeed if you want to bring something entirely new. Mm. I've got a great email here that I want to do, but it's quite long. So, Pete, I'll defer to you uh, in the first instance, if that's okay with you. Get involved. Oh, what, you want me to uh, do a little one? You go first. Yeah, I'll do a little first. one. Uh, hello, too. Can't find the name, but it's fine. Hey, up. You mentioned the. Uh, oh, somebody from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA, apparently. Hey, up. You mentioned the mini versions of uh, Ant and Dick being shouted at by an actor in the last episode of the Luke and Pete show. Uh, I remember this story and it was actually Bruce Willis who had a go at them. Uh, apparently he got upset with their cheeky questions. They said uh, they apparently said that he was a grumpy old man and Willis made the two young'uns cry or nearly made the two young'uns cry. The actual Ant and Dick had to intervene and the interview was scrapped. <laughs> yeah, no, Bruce, you're not coming out of that with any sort of credit really, are you? Uh, this Bruce got a reputation as being a bit like that? Juicy Bruce. I don't know. I think those kind of um, Soho Hotels uh, junkets can turn a, anyone, a bit anyone, anyone, anyone into a monster yeah wear a bit thin especially like the big stars they're like I shouldn't have to do this yeah, but you do though because you've got to sell the movie it's it, it's all contractual Chris and Bill never does them I remember mm. like when was the last time you saw him next to, in, a, what, so you reckon... in subdued lighting next to a logo of his own film McGee, are you going to deal with this prick? I remember that. Um, so you mean he gets it written in this contract? He doesn't have to deal with the press. I think that's how it works. I mean, it must be all like uh, dependent on you know what what how many points on the dolly you get and shit like that. It's all all tied up. But yeah, I, the actors fucking hate doing them. I had a not I wouldn't say a difficult one, but um, Aidan Gillen on uh, oh, yeah. on Friday, little, little finger from Game of Thrones. Did you ask him about his accent in Game of Thrones? Because it is absolutely baffling. What, what he sounds, he sort of gets more Irish. Yeah, it floats around a lot. More Irish. Yeah, he um, yeah, wouldn't talk about that. His, his American accent's pretty good. He's Tommy in. Um, He's very good in Thomas Tommy Carcetti in The Wire. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because if you, there's three, um, three, there's three main guys in The Wire that don't have a natural American accent, right? Um, Idris Elba, mm. Aidan Gillen, and Dominic West. Yes. And Dominic West is by far the worst. He drops out of it all the time. Do you think, uh, it, Big Trist never drops out of his, and nor does um, Aiden Gillen. I think if you go, I think if you went, I've gone back actually and watched The Wire, and you watch Idris Elba's accent, it's not as good as you remember. Because uh, I think, because I think I watched the first three seasons about a year and a half ago, and I didn't think it was that bad. Right. I might be wrong. The pullback and reveal of uh, I went to see him mate doing um, a few good men. Uh, in 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 Tring, uh, oh, yeah. and it was really good. Like, it was beautifully put together, like really really good short. This is a theatre production. Um, yeah, and I yeah. and I'd never seen the film, so I was like, "This is I. This is this story's great. I love it. This because Aaron Sorkin, yeah. but like having because there's no mics, having to project like the difference between like doing an accent um, for cinema or television. You don't really. You can actually sort of sort of do it kind of quietly, and uh, yeah. you can't do that on stage. You've got to project. Yeah. You've got to deliver really complex dialogue in Aaron Sorkin's case, and you've also got to do an accent as well. And and and, and my mate Sarah, she was she did it. She's an actor, but um, a lot of them just didn't bother. Yeah, there's <laughs> Tom a lot. Cruise character didn't bother. And there's a lot more <laughs> in projection than just shouting as well. Yeah, because like, like a, yeah. a top actor on the stage would can would be a projector whisper really well. For example, so like the guy who played um, Tom Cruise and the guy who played Jack Nicholson's character um, in the iconic moment, the, the 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 Tom Cruise character is shouting more. 
And so when he delivers the line you can to him, which he really does project well, and he's he's, he's a great actor, like he really does um, smash it out of yeah. the park. But he, Tom Cruise sounds too shouty because he's not projecting, he's shouting, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, you, you're yeah. right, it, it, you can just project, you can project yeah. a whisper. Yeah. But no, it was it's very good, well good done. Anyway, though, yeah. Would you recommend, uh, is, it still, is it still playing? No, they only did like four, right. four shows. Imagine like having a practice and rehearse like for months and months and months and then you just do three. I'd be so, ner- I'd be so nervous. I'd wet oh, myself. Yeah. I like, we get nervous at doing the ramble. Do you get nervous before gonna... doing live ramble shows? Uh, no, I get drunk. <laughs> yeah, <well, that's laughs> you can't do that on stage. No. Unless you're Sir John Gill goes, I, used to, get, I, don't know. I used to get very, very nervous, but it's not so uh, bad these days. Um, anyway, email from Rob, who, this is quite a long one, so bear with me, but it is very good. He says, hi, gents. I wanted to get in touch with a story that felt like it was right up your alley. Ooh. I'm also surprised it has not been a thread to pick and unravel on at the show before. Uh, the topic is school trips that went badly wrong. Now, we mm. did talk a bit about school trips way back in the day, Stubbington Study Centre and all the rest of it. Yeah. But Rob says when he was in year nine, he says, um, my old boys, Bournemouth-based Bournemouth based secondary school, decided to do an overseas residential trip. Despite having only been taught French at school, we were, of course, offered a week-long trip to Spain. About 50 of us uh, bags of pre-pubescent hormones signed up for it and come the day, we all piled onto a coach for a 35-hour journey. It's just a coach I just yeah. can't handle. I did the coach to Switzerland as a kid. It was Yeah, we did Belgium and yeah. it was just a, a, a Ostend ferry. Yeah, Rob picks up the story by saying, of course, someone threw up in the first hour, <laughs> which created a domino effect as the smell of chunder wafted through the upstairs of the coach. 35 hours is a long time to keep 50 boys together and not being the friendliest bunch, going to sleep came with its perils. Someone had their eyebrows burnt off, someone's shoe got put in the coach toilet, and of course, a lot of farting on faces, etc. <laughs> The scene was so typically only, teenage you're British. You're only going to get pink eye. Uh, any, anyway, we eventually stumbled out of the coach into the blistering heat of the Spanish summer. Mm. If my memory serves, temperatures got into around 39, 40 degrees. Jeez. The first stop was fine. We saw uh, the Gaudi Cathedral and had an amazing tour of the Camp Nou. So I guess they're in Barcelona. It was in this part of the trip that um, I got hit by a van. I was okay, though, <laughs> and chased by an angry street performer. But it wasn't until the next stop that things got interesting. We moved on from Barcelona to a beach area of the Costa Brava, and by this time we were very settled into behaving like dicks, trying to sneak booze whenever we could, and having loaded up on BB guns and pellets. <laughs> you can see where this is going, Pete. Anybody uh, got a ninja star? Uh, yeah. Rob says, I think I should come clean and say that I was not one of the cool kids, far from it, but everything that I say next definitely happened, despite me only being personally involved in a few bits. I did witness most of it. We spent the first, uh, the first few days of the trip between our balconies and the beach. On the balconies, we had BB gunfights. It was carnage. Every room for themselves, firing metal BB pellets across balconies, bruising each other and absolutely destroying furniture and the flimsy white plastic boarding that separated each balcony. Uh, by the end of it, the previously solid ba- uh, balconies barriers looked more like chain link fencing. Each day, the teachers would visit vet bedrooms looking for stashes of guns and booze, but we were all too smart for that, using ventilation shafts to hide stuff in. I mean, imagine that. I mean, visit bedrooms. Look, what are you doing now? I'm going to look for booze and gun stashes. <laughs> Once shooting each other became boring or the bruises hurt a bit too much, we all started to disperse. And by day three of this section, most of us were out and about in town. The vast majority of us found a bar that would serve anyone at all. How and, old were these kids? Incredible. Did he say year nine? Yeah. Year nine, so 14. Jeez. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah, and, and, and 
we started to we started to find uh, to, to go out back in town. We found mm. a bar that would serve anyone. Once suitably pissed, they would they went to the local moped hiring company and rented a moped each. You could probably see where this is going, but you may not see the end of the story coming. Mm, After nice. a little while, predictably the boys crashed and scraped the mopeds, and predictably the boys didn't feel the need to come clean to the moped hirers either. What they did was leave them near the shop and go back to the hotel, nursing scraped uh, knees and uh, shitting themselves about it. The owners of the mopeds, upon discovering their wrecked bikes, told the teen- told their own teenage sons. The teenage sons went to the hotel and the, that the school was staying at, and armed with motorbike helmets and pepper spray, exacted their revenge on anyone from our school they came across before leaving. This is like Gomorrah. When is Gomorrah, man? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I returned from the beach to the hotel lobby, which looked like a set from a Tarantino film. There was broken furniture, blood on the tile floor, war weary receptionist, and lingering pepper spray in the air. Unsurprisingly, an emergency meeting was called that night, as I'm sure a few parents were too. I know we were threatened with an early return, but I don't think we did go home early and no more trouble was caused. Needless <laughs> to say, our school didn't go back to Spain again and year nine didn't do any more abroad residentials. I'm now a primary school teacher and I'm glad that mine are a bit too young to get up, of any of, to, get up to any of that. Uh, all the best. Keep up the good work, Rob. The very School trip image, turns into Gomorrah, basically. That is incredible, isn't it? That, that seems pretty extreme. I, I, I don't know. The thing with a moped, I don't understand because the moped owners presumably have no legal recourse. Um, after yeah. they've pepper sprayed some children. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, they probably don't like, have any legal recourse for renting them out to children anyway. Well, could they not just... Oh, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. They've, they've, yeah, they've mugged themselves off there. So I, I did two cool school trips, one to Switzerland, one to Belgium. By that by that comparison, they were both very tame. I remember in Belgium, us going out and getting beers and yeah. sneaking back to our rooms. But that I, was really I was, as much I was a bit of a... Uh, I, was a I, I didn't like drinking then, so everyone was drinking and I was like, I'm not... Me and Jonathan Hanlon uh, decided that we weren't, we weren't going to drink. Uh, you were straight edge back then, weren't you? Yeah, that, we, that we'd stick together uh, as the non-drinkers and stuff. But it really annoyed me that like, no one seemed to get in trouble. But then I sort of noticed that Mr. Braithwaite uh, and a couple of others, shouldn't really name them, uh, <laughs> were, were also a bit boozy on the night they told them off. So I was like, yeah, I don't think they really care either. No. I could have been on the old sauce. But would you care, though? If you were a teacher in that situation, would you no, care? No. If nothing got broken, yeah, no one got hurt, what would exactly, you care? Exactly, exactly. It's not your... It's not, why Why would you care? I don't know why they do school trips, to be quite frank. It doesn't enrich anyone's lives. It should At, at that scale, why do they bother? So the thing was, when I went to the Belgium trip, mm. it was for, to go to see the battlefields. It was part of a history tour, right? Mm. So you do learn stuff. Ostensibly, you do learn stuff. So we went to Ypres and all that kind Ostend. of stuff. Yeah, ostensibly. Really. But um, Switzerland... It was literally just to go there for a week. There was there was no mm. formal education part of the trip. Yeah. There was no reason for it. It probably cost my mum my, my and dad a lot of money they couldn't afford. It was pointless. Yeah. Absolutely pointless. I think we went on a cable car up a mountain. Great. It's like something like Belgium and uh, yeah, Belgium and Holland for us. Like we yeah, we didn't really sort of do anything. So well, how old were you when you first started drinking? Um, I think I was like seven. But I was in nightclubs at like sixteen. But, but you wouldn't I, drink. But I wouldn't drink until about seventeen and a half, maybe. What made what was the what was the trigger event that made you change? Um, uh, gay dad, and um, sorry, Manson. the band Gay Dad or a Gay Dad? The, the, <laughs> <laughs> but the band Gay Dad and uh, Manson, we went to uh, Middlesbrough Town Hall to watch them play. Yeah. So I always say my first band uh, I ever saw was Manson. It wasn't. It was Gay, gay Dad. dad yeah. it was literally Gay Dad. Uh, yeah, I just started drinking Newcastle Brown. It's a hard, it's a hard drink to start with. So I discovered Stella Artois at that point. Yeah, I don't my think anyone really choice. likes the taste of sort of that yeah. when they first start. My first reef, my, big the, big reef fan back in the day. Oh, listen, well, a very, speaking a of, very easy drinker. Speaking of reef, the drink, 
my first band that I went to go see with my mates was Reef. Reef. Yeah, yeah. At the Rivermead Centre in Reading. Nice. But I went with my dad to see BB King when I was about 13. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, I don't claim that because it's too cool. It's too cool. It's at the Rich Cinema in Gosport. But really, I think I was probably dragged along there. Although I like to look back on it and say how cool I was. I probably had no interest at all. But yeah, Reef. And then I think it was funny because I'd never been to a gig with my friends. I went to go see Reef, and the following week I went to go and see Bush at Southampton Guildhall. Right, I loved Bush back in the day. They were like they were like a poor Riz, man's Nirvana. Raise a blade suitcase. Yeah, that was their big album. Yeah, yeah. And their album before that was Sixteen Stone. I loved them. <laughs> anyway, hello at LukeandPeacher.com to get in touch. We've got loads of emails. I only managed to get through a couple because were, that one was particularly long. We'll pick up some more on Thursday. Um, have a lovely week, you guys. Yeah. Make the most of the good weather while it's there. Um, have you ever been pepper spread? Yeah, I haven't. Have you? No. I remember seeing on, um, there's a documentary I watched on Netflix recently where there was a, a woman, an Asian woman, I think, or a mixed race woman who went to go and hang out with some neo-Nazis in the US to try and understand them, that kind mm. of that stuff that Louis Theroux sometimes mm. does. And um, at one point they were practicing getting pepper sprayed in the eyes so they could get used to it. Yeah. And after a while, they were like, oh, I'm not doing this. This is fucking ridiculous. My eyes have just gone yeah. dried up. Yeah. You don't really get used to it. You just <laughs> go blind. So we're going to stop that. But anyway, hello at lukeandpeach.com to get in touch. We'll see you on Thursday. Have a great week. Peter, that's the wrong jingle. Don't worry oh, about yeah, it. it. That's is. the yeah, ramble. Sorry, yeah, it yeah, doesn't matter. Doing? People recognise us from the ramble as well. It's, it's fine. fine. There we go. There we, we go. There. Keep moving the buttons around. I keep moving the buttons yeah, around. No one touches it apart from you. Yeah, people do. This was a Radio Staccato production. Certainly pushing my buttons, you bell end. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.